Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. This podcast is designed to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and live the life you dream about. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 551. I'm excited for you to hear today's podcast. It's some topics I've covered in the past, but from a completely new angle and perspective. I want you to keep this all in mind and no matter the conditions we are talking about, put your own circumstances and things you want to change into play and watch your life transform. Welcome to today's podcast interview. I've brought on Alizen. Alizen, welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Let's explain that a little bit. So your name is Allison, but um, I we actually met through a mutual friend a few weeks ago because I'd love for you to give your background, the sound bath healing, but it didn't even connect that night. I think it connected the next day when I was looking at your website, but your birth name is Allison, but you go by Allison, which is so fitting. So I'd love for you to give listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? Yes, I live in Denver um, and I'm a sound healer and a birth doula. So I work with, in terms of sound healing, I work with mostly crystal bowls, um, some other percussion instruments. I also dabble on some other instruments, but uh, mostly crystal bowls. And then I'm a birth doula that uh, my specialization within the doula world is hypnosis for birth and uh, natural birthing, natural calm birthing. Well, and some items we're going to touch on today is, you know, definitely about self-hypnosis, how we can create a totally different reality. But for those that, you know, might have a little bit of a hang up, oh, oh, that's all hippy dippy woo woo BS. I would love for you to explain, and maybe it's through the solfeggio frequencies, but can you explain, you know, I've used the term before Nikola Tesla, Nikola Tesla's infamous quote, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, vibration. Mm -hmm. So for those that aren't in our realm, in our industry, fully immersed in this, can you explain the importance of sound and what it does to our body, mind and body? Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, please be sure to leave a five-star review. I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com, and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. I also offer one-on-one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part? Everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. To learn more and apply, visit heatherhakes.com. Now, back to regular programming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so my, for me, I have like a few intentions for doing sound bath. The first is that 95% of disease is stress related. So number one, if I can just help you regulate stress, calm your mind, calm your body down, it's going to help your body. You're going to get into a parasympathetic nervous system state, a rest and digest state where your body's natural ability to heal is turned back on. You're no longer in fight or flight. These inflammation markers are going to be moved back down. So there's, there's goal one. I just want you to get calm. Goal two for me would be, or like intention two, I guess, is that 
sound travels more efficiently through water. Our bodies are mostly water, like, you know, 70% plus water. And so these frequencies are moving through your body. And we have, based on the traditional Chinese medicine system, we have the meridians, these energy meridians that flow through our body and our energy body that are connected to the water of our body. And so the frequencies move through the water of our body, releasing energy blockages. And these may be past traumas. These may be uh, you know, injury traumas, physical traumas, whatever they are, emotional things, blockages, um, tension, stress, the frequencies and the vibrations from the bowls help to move the energy through your body and get things flowing efficiently again. Um, and what's my, my third one would be my third intention then. And so say we get you completely de-stressed. You're coming, you're crumbing normally. We are working on stress. We're working on these getting energy flowing again. And then the third intention is going to be that we can get you into these really deep alpha theta brainwave states. So these open receptive states, and this is where our subconscious is most receptive to new programming and new information. And that's the information that's actually creating our lives. And so getting intentional with what we implant into the subconscious when we can get you into these uh, elongated theta states. And so Silva mind control, I was telling you about this is kind of kind of ties into the self-hypnosis. But so when Jose Silva was doing his studies on self-hypnosis, he started to realize that as we fall asleep, we fall through these different brainwave states. So while we're awake, we're talking right now, this is like beta or high beta brainwave states. As you like get home from work, for instance, or you come to a sound bath or you're doing a meditation, you start to get into these alpha brainwave states. That's where you're like, ah, I can take a deep breath. I can yeah. relax. I can like my day sort of thing. That's alpha. So then as you're falling asleep, we have this really short period of theta as we move into sleeping delta. And theta is where we can, we speed learn. So if you were to listen to a book as you're falling asleep, everything that you heard during that theta state goes straight into your subconscious and your body takes it in immediately into the, the fertile soil of your subconscious. Those seeds are planted. So yeah. however, with sound bath, and so then Bruce Lipton talks about this, the best way, like you can get into these elongated theta states, and then we have more time to implant beneficial programs into your subconscious. So that's my other intention with sound healing. <laughs> okay. I'd love to break this down a little bit because I know that we understand all this. And if this is new to somebody, I don't want to lose you because what you were saying is so powerful and so important. So I think my key takeaways kind of bullet points to break down from that, what you're explaining is and most people without even knowing it, like we're living, we're addicted to stress. That's what we know. It's go, go, go. And I mean, I experienced that for years, not knowing I was in college and I was working full time. So seven days a week, all I knew was nonstop. And then I created this habitual way of being. And now I'm the complete opposite. Like I crave silence and solitude. And anyway, so what happens is when we're consistently living in this high stress state, our mind and body are not functioning well, which creates what's called incoherence, these different blockages. And, and that's where people start to experience maybe pain in the body, struggles in relationships, et cetera. So what you're sharing is one modality, one way to do this is the sound bath healing it's a mindful practice, it's presence, it's intentional so that we can have realignment or coherence in the mind and body, right? Yes, 100%. Then the next thing, now I'm getting chills, the next thing you were explaining, which is so powerful, and yes, Dr. Bruce Lipton talks about it and even Dispenza, 
What I understand is our conscious mind 5% and, and the barrier between it is the analytical mind to get into the 95% conscious mind. But you're saying when we're in this sweet spot and I've experienced it, it is really cool. When you're in a sweet spot of that theta brainwave state, that's when the conscious mind, your desires, your wishes can literally, it's like you have the free will, you have, um, you're behind the driver's seat, right? Behind the steering wheel to tell the subconscious the money you want, the relationships you want to experience, the life you want to have in this sweet spot, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm told, what I understand is we have two prime times during the day to get into these naturally. First thing when we wake up in the morning, kind of coming out of that drowsy, sleepy state, that's when you do the meditation or mindfulness practice. And again, right before bed, before we, we zonk out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons I love doing the evening sound baths is because our bodies start to naturally like we're coming off of that melatonin drip in the morning. And so we still have um, like we still have that calm in the brain. So we're still naturally coming out of that theta and we're in alpha already. So you don't have to work to get to alpha when you're meditating as if you're like, not that meditation's not helpful in the afternoon because it really is, but you kind of yeah. have to work to get to those alpha states and same as yeah. you're falling asleep. Like your body's already trying to get to those alpha states, those calm states. So you don't have to work as hard. Okay. Now let's talk about self self-hypnosis and maybe people have heard this before listening to you know subliminal messages listening to uh, there's different audios all over YouTube where you can create your own kind of like those affirmations mantras but the key is repetition can you talk about what are benefits and output when we do self-hypnosis and not living in autopilot benefits are health like physical energy body and then also you'll start to see it's like uh what is it when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change who is that wayne dyer wayne dyer thank you (laughs) yeah and i think that's a lot of what it is we're retraining our mind into these beneficial ways of thinking rather than the habitual ways of thinking that we've been programmed by maybe our childhood or social media or fears or past experiences. And we're choosing because we have the power of choice. We're choosing the thoughts that we want to think and we're choosing the frequency of those thoughts. So if even just words like the cymatics of words, the frequency of love versus, um, Oh, I really, I really, yeah. Fear, love versus fear. Like, oh, I, I have to do that versus I get to do that. Just Mm. like shifts like that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, it's consistency. The consistency of hearing these things over and over again and hearing yourself say these things, you believe it because it is the, the beliefs create your reality. A thought a belief is just a thought you keep thinking. And so if you train yourself to think these thoughts and they become, they become, in your body and it becomes a habit to think this way, then law of attraction tells us that automatically we're going to start attracting more thoughts, more thoughts, more thoughts like that, and less like the old habitual thoughts we were. So vibration. So if it's like, oh, I really love this tree, then it's like, oh, I really love that bush. And you're going to create momentum on thoughts of joy and appreciation versus like, oh, I, I really should clean that basket out right there. And then it's like, oh, I really don't want to clean. And you can go that way or you can go, I love the tree. You know what I mean? Like, choose yeah. Well, and that's why one thing I always talk about is self-awareness, awareness of our thoughts, our habits, our beliefs, our emotions is the first step in creating change. And what I've 
heard and read through psychology is that 80% of our daily thoughts tend to be negative. One of my recent clients, he, he was like, Heather, I didn't even realize how negative I had been being. I just thought that was fact. And so again, if we, um, you know, help and inspire and enlighten people that many, most people are in autopilot going through the motions, unaware of all of this. So if that's the case, Allison, where do they begin? I think medita- meditation. So the, I've been talking about the cultivating awareness. This is what I like. This keeps coming up for me. It's, it's crazy that you say that because everything it's like people are doing these psychedelic journeys. People are like trying to man, you know, if you're saying like, I want to manifest money, but you haven't cultivated the awareness enough to even understand your subconscious money beliefs, you're not going to manifest more money because you Mm -hmm. haven't cultivated awareness to even know what your original thoughts are. So I would say where you start is meditation, mindfulness, because aware of your thoughts. And then, then once you've cultivated awareness, then you understand, like, then you can hear your brain when it becomes negative. And you're like, oh, I actually don't want to think that. What do I want to think instead? It's the like, I know what I don't want. So I know what I do want. And when you start yeah. hearing yourself saying that I don't want, then you're like, okay, but I'm hearing this because I've cultivated enough awareness now. I know that this thought doesn't feel good, which means I'm sending out a signal that doesn't feel good, which means I'm attracting back what doesn't feel good. How do I reverse this and choose something different and choose a different train of thought? An easy way to explain. I love how Dr. Bruce Lipton says your life is a printout of your subconscious programming. So I don't want people to think, oh my gosh, I wouldn't even know where to start. Literally, any struggles or actually anything that's going easy and well for you is because you have a program to back it. And one of most people's hang up is money. So you're right. Mm-hmm. If you have a conscious desire, 5%, you you want time and financial freedom. You want financial abundance. But 95% of you is money is hard to come by. I'm unworthy. I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. That 5% will never strong arm 95 but we can't, can we, now let's talk about through, and maybe do you have a personal experience or, or maybe through a client through self-help, help and no, wow, through self-hypnosis, how they were able to one, become aware of a limiting belief, a block or whatever, two, create that clarity. And then through self-hypnosis, create complete transformation in their life. I think my, I can speak to my personal experience, not necessarily with money, but with, um, being a bit of a hypochondriac, like a real stress head that like before, I think before, uh, I was telling you before we started about my transition into moving to Amsterdam and this kind of like past life that I have running bars. And when I did that, I was like, really high stress, like control, the illusion of control is kind Mm -hmm. of that theme comes up. And that's something that I still work with from time to time. But that like illusion of trying to control everything around me was like, even, um, I feel like my motion sickness had to, has to do with that. Like if I ever get motion sick, it's because somebody else is driving and I have this, like this fear of lack of control where I'm like, Oh, I feel motion Mm -hmm. sick. But if I'm driving, I don't feel motion sick. You know what I mean? Or like for whatever reason, flying a whole bunch when I started traveling, I think that I let a lot of that go where I was just like, it is what it is. If we all go down in this plane, we're going down together, you know, (laughs) like kind of allowing those to let go. And my motion sickness went with it, but, um, yeah, cultivating the awareness through mindfulness and meditation of those those thoughts of control that are completely false. And so when they come up now, 
it's like, oh, okay, I'm feeling, and what I'll feel is literal, like, icky in my stomach, like, or collapsing here. And I'm just like, I'll start to feel like I'm like nitpicking myself or others. That's like one red flag for me where mm-hmm. I've like an old habitual thought has come in and it's like, oh, okay, I feel that. And this keeps coming up for me. It's like never underestimate the power of a freaking reset breath. You know what I mean? Like noticing that and taking one reset breath. I'm like, ah, okay, where do I want to go from here? But if you yeah. keep spiraling on that thing, and that's something that was at one point really easy for me to do is just spiral on something and want to like drive it into the ground. Like I'm going to logic myself out of it, which, you know, comes back to what we were just saying about law of attraction thoughts, thoughts are going to attract like thoughts. And if I don't change what I'm thinking about, this is just going to keep going down and down and down and down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you explain that reset breath? Yeah. Um, honestly, as soon as I notice it, and I've been challenged with this a lot with my, uh, my nanny girl lately, because she's now three and she is like, everything is no, and everything is, I don't want to. And so I'm like, okay, can we take a deep breath together and we'll just stop and she'll do it with me. It's very cute, but we'll stop and we'll take a deep inhale and then a really slow exhale. And it calms her down and it calms me down. Then I'm like, okay, I'm no longer irritated with you and I can move on (laughs) or like irritated with me. But I would say that the 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 biggest meditation, the easiest, simplest medita- meditation technique that I started with that helped me to cultivate this awareness was just following the breath, like inhaling for four, exhaling for eight. So always slowing down that exhale is kind of telling our mind and body it's activating the parasympathetic nervous system. So that rest and digest, and it's telling our body that we're safe to come back to a regulated state if you can start to uh, elongate that exhale and just doing that like maybe five ten minutes it starts to be like oh okay i'm watching my thoughts that cultivating the witness is like stepping out and watching my life like a movie i think there was a you know the secret the book the secret obviously yeah so she did another one the greatest secret which is really good and the greatest secret like I think for whatever reason, the way she explains cultivating the witness, and I don't know if it's that's the term she uses, but kind of stepping outside of the situation and being able to look at things from the high ground and like see the see, notice how you're reacting to things, notice how I'm reacting to things and notice what I'm about to say or notice the things that I'm saying and notice the vibration which I'm holding, I think has been really helpful to me to be able to step outside of that. But meditation was the first step in that. Well, and I love that. And I guess what I coach my clients through is I call that power of the pause. And mm-hmm. it's in order to self-regulate and to change outcomes, I believe it's really important to be proactive and learn how to respond, not knee-jerk react. When you're triggered, ooh, what is this teaching me, right? Like start asking questions rather than that habitual old way of being is that knee-jerk reaction, which just cr- fuels the fire. Mm-hmm. That's one way I love that. Um, okay, here's what I want to ask you because I know you're a birth doula, but let's use this as a metaphor for life because you shared with me, we're all birthing different desires, especially entrepreneurs, right? We're trying to birth and build a business, a, a way of being, but we're all planting seeds all of the time. So let's talk about that as a metaphor and and how to breathe through it and, and create our desired end result. Mm-hmm. So for me, I guess when I think about the the birth experience versus the birthing of a baby experience and the birthing of a project or desire experiences, 
the the whole premise behind self-hypnosis for birth is that we're relaxing into the process. We're trusting our body. And I think too, sometimes side note, I think we forget that we are the, you know, I am the creation, the manifestation of, and the vehicle for my higher self. Like my greatest connection to source and my higher self is within. And I think a lot of the times we look without anyway, it's like relaxing into trusting the source within, which is also part of our body if we allow it to be. And so it's like a contraction, for instance, because we're birthing a baby, we're birthing a contraction is a a life challenge or a a speed bump. And rather than trying to the fear, tension, pain cycle, if we get scared of it and we tense up and we, then we're going to start to feel pain. We're going to feel resistance. And if vibrational, the vibration of that, that we just talked about is going to slow down a scene, our, the manifestation of what we're birthing. Yeah. Um, so it's all about relaxing. It's about trusting that you've planted this seed, trusting that it's going to be birthed, trusting the process of your body to birth it, knowing that you are 100% going to have contractions, going to have challenges and speed bumps. And when you hit those, if you've got the tools if you've already got the tools in your body, the the reset, the power of the pause, the reset breaths, whatever those tools are that feel really good for your body that you know work, having those in your body as you get to these places, it's like, okay, I don't have to try to learn something new right now at a speed bump. I have these tools at my disposal that I can yeah. come to. And it's just like, okay, I'm going to breathe through this. I'm going to trust my body. I'm going to trust myself. Maybe that means I don't try to force more to happen. Maybe it means I have to stay, step back and take a rest. When labor pauses, your body knows what to do. It doesn't mean this is my, uh, this is my love for natural birthing. And it doesn't mean that Pitocin and all of these, uh, added things aren't sometimes necessary, but I think that they're not most of the time. Anyway, it doesn't mean add force, add chemicals, add more maybe it means step back and take a breath and do less for a minute and see, allow things to kind of rest and then your body keep going. Because when you rest, then the right, in terms of birth and the right hormones are allowing to drip and allowing your body to keep going. And maybe you needed that pause for an extra energy boost for whatever's coming next. You know what I mean? Maybe you're about to transition and it's always like, right when you're about to give up, and they talk about this in birth. And I know this is also a Tony Robbins thing. You're a millimeter from the finish line. It's like right when you want to give up and you're like, I need the epidural. I need it. Like I need something else from outside of me. It's like, no, you're right there. Just breathe through it a couple more times. You're right there. Like you're so yeah. close. So it's about trusting and not giving up as well. Okay. So I love that. And what was coming to mind this summer, I planted my own garden. I'm super excited about it. And even it has taught me a lot But think of, you know, I like to think of our mind as a garden and the thoughts we think are the seeds we plant. And just like I planted a literal garden, it did not struggle. I gave it, it's all about the environment, the sun, the water, you know, just like our human body too. And, and everything flourished naturally. Yeah. There were storms and there was hail and, and there were obstacles and whatever, but literally me getting to watch the the experience this last couple months, I'm like, that's how my life can be. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what I want to ask you, because this has been a theme playing out for me for quite some time, but the whole idea of trusting. And I think what happens for most people is 
Well, there's a lot of lack of self-trust, which means we don't trust outcomes and others, and we don't trust life. How can we get into a space of, you know, it's this or something better. It's, Hmm. it's trusting our timing. It's trusting the outcomes. Like how do we get into that mental space? Uh, this is so funny that this is coming up too, because last night when I was giving a sound bath, it was, uh, we had three cancels. There was a storm happening. I ended up having two people show up and it was so beautiful that literally the words that kept coming through is I was like, I trust that this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I think this comes back to the habit of thought as well, because sometimes, sometimes externally what we see isn't like, Maybe you don't trust exactly where you are. You know what I mean? But trusting that you've planted those seeds, I think just saying it and the more the more the thought in, is able to rattle around in your system, the more you process it. And it's like, okay, I trust exactly where I'm supposed to be. Maybe the first time you say it, you don't necessarily believe it. And it's like, okay, I trust exactly where I'm supposed to be. Then maybe something happens and it's like, oh, you know, butterfly, you know, or whatever it is. It's like, oh, thank you. Okay. I see it. And then the more that happens, the more you say it, the more you feel it, the more you're going to see it. So I think for me, it was repetition too. And like when I chose to do sound healing, uh, I think there was a lot of times that I gave up and I was just like, oh, I'm going to do this other thing because I don't think the sound healing can bring me money, you know, that thought. And then it was like, well, I'm seeing it. Well, I'm seeing it because I believe it, you know, but it was like, okay, I trust that the perfect opportunities are going to show up for me. I trust this. And when they don't show up the next day, it's like, you don't give up. I trust, I trust. Um, But yeah, I think habit of thought for me would be the answer to that question. (laughs) Well, I love, and look, even with my garden, you know, everything has a different quote gestation period, but just like some things might take four hours and something might take, well, a baby takes 10 months, 40 weeks. And so I love thinking about, you know, placing our orders with the universe as like shopping on Amazon. You figure out what you want. You place your order, whether it's same day, next day, two day, it arrives late. You know, Mm -hmm. it's coming. Yeah. Here's what I want to ask you, because something you shared with me that we are magnets. And I, I really want to help remind people that we, you create your reality. So can you explain the idea of each person as being a magnet for everything currently in their life? Mm-hmm. I think for me, I, uh, I come back to Abraham Hicks on this one, where it's like our point of attraction. And I think this thought of point of attraction comes back to me a a lot when I think about being a magnet where it's like, okay, if I, if part of my thoughts are positive and part of them are negative, I'm going to magnetize part positive and part negative. If I attempt to, if what I'm now trying to call call into my life is abundance, for instance, then my thoughts need to resonate with abundance because now I'm at the, my point of attraction is resonating with abundance. And then I become a magnet for abundance. And so, so then it is reverse engineering that what is abundance to you? What do you have already that feels like abundance? What can you put your attention and your awareness on so that your thoughts are mobilizing on the feelings of abundance and of uh, gratitude and of appreciation. And even if it's like, I learned this, I don't remember where I heard this, but it was like, even if it's like you have an abundance of water bottles or you have an abundance of, you know, uh, 
scarves or something like whatever you have an abundance of right now, like think about how much you love those things and that you have a lot of them. And that that feeling, even if it is like, you know, maybe have a ton of nail polish or whatever it is, it doesn't have to be like I have millions of dollars, but that feeling of abundance is going to start momentum on more feelings and thoughts of abundance, which eventually are going to collapse reality into manifestations of abundance. Yeah. So now we're getting into quantum physics, which I love and observer effect, but I would love if you could share maybe a recent example. And I know we all have countless, some people might not be aware of it, but I I think Joe Dispenza has boiled it down to the most simple formula that a clear intention. So your thoughts are the electrical charge that put it out into the quote quantum, but it's your thoughts and feelings, the subconscious that magnetize experiences back to you. Now, Allison, here's the paradigm shift. We are programmed to believe we have to go struggle and effort and hustle and grind and work hard to make something happen. Or in the dating realm now, now we have to get on and swipe thousands of times, hopefully getting a couple dates. But anyway, so let's share how, and maybe do you have a recent example on how you got really clear into, quote, alignment, thoughts and feelings, and how something literally came to you, or the resources you needed, or an opportunity dropped in your lap. Yeah, so my doula training, um, this has been like a fairly recent one, it's almost a year old now, but I uh, started looking into doula courses, and I knew I was like, this is really interesting for me, because ultimately a doula is just a coach, you know what I mean? And I was like, but there was a question where it was like, you know, your purpose, what makes you cry? It was like, do you know, you know, your purpose when it's those things that make you cry. And I'm like, babies, babies of love make me cry. I'm like, I would love to help people have babies in like a really natural way because our birthing system is broken anyway. Like our Western medicine birthing system is broken. Um, so I had put out this, I was like, okay, so doula work, that would be really cool. And I was thinking about death doula work actually. And then I was like, well, full spectrum would be awesome. So doing birth and death, having both sides. And so I looked, I was looking online for doula courses and still wanting to incorporate sound healing and continue doing sound healing because that's my, my, like my first passion, my like anchor to all of this work. Mm -hmm. Um, and this girl that I know, she came up and she, she was like, have you ever thought about doing sound baths at birth centers? I was like, uh, no, but that's a really good idea. And I was like, I'm going to call, do you know anything about human design? A little. Okay. So she like, I'm a projector. And so part of my design is like waiting for the invitation. I won't go into this. It's a whole different conversation, but it's so that to me was an invitation. And I was like, Oh, I hear this. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. I, so I started looking at birth centers around it, but anyway, in this, the same conversation, I was like, well, I have been looking into doula work though. And she's like, Oh, no way. I'm a, the, I do admin or something. She's like front, some sort of desk at um, the community college of Aurora. And she's like, we partner with Alodula Academy and we have a new cohort starting and there's tons of COVID relief funding happening right now. And uh, I was like, Oh my God. Okay. She's like, I'll send you all the information. And, and I was like, done. So she sent me, it was like through Colorado workforce. The lady calls me, this was the craziest, easiest process of anything I've ever gone through. And she was like, yeah. The lady was like, have you bought masks or you like any personal protective equipment during COVID? I was like, well, yeah. She's like, great. You qualify. It was like, that's how easy this COVID relief funding was. And it was like, sweet. She's like, you qualify for $6,000. And this doula course was $5,500. I was like, cool. So I'm going to do this doula course. It's starting in a few weeks. And uh, it ended up being 
So the other amazing benefit of this doula course is that so you can go and get a weekend or doula certification and you don't technically right now it's like before massage therapy and hairstylists like um cos- cosmetology was regulated where you could just be like hey i cut hair hey i give massage but there was no board certification and so this program is actually the first doula certification program that's board certified and so they're attempting to kind of shift the paradigm of the doula world as well and make it more professional and we had to do clinicals which was amazing because for me I was like looking at these doula courses like a weekender doula course and I'm supposed to feel comfortable going to help somebody give birth that's insane to me and this required they partner with a hospital so we had to um, see five births and yeah, it just made me feel really prepared. And I, you know, we, I passed my boards and we did the whole thing and it was like an actual semester of college credits. And yeah, it was pretty crazy. (laughs) Just like boom happened in two weeks. But here's what I want to highlight. You, you kind of, an idea was planted. You weren't sure how to go about it. Then you're at this event where a girl quote happened. You happened to meet this girl who was the perfect race and everything happened effortlessly. Yeah. And that's the, like, this is the part that I was thinking of when you're talking before actually, where it's like, because of this cultural conditioning of of having to work hard to get what we want. I think that a lot of that, a lot of the times that bleeds over into manifestation. And so we're like, oh, okay. I have to really try to stay in this energy. I have to do this one. Actually, if you would just like get really clear on the thought and then find ease. And I think that's why sound baths for me are so helpful because one of the one of the processes that Abraham Hicks lines out is like the best one that works in through all one, like whatever, whatever emotion you're at on the emotional guidance scale is meditation. And so if you just actually stop the train of thought and find ease, you're allowing every, every seed that you've planted to like gain momentum again, coming back toward you. You don't have to try to be in these states of like, I'm happy. I'm aligned. Like I have to really try to be here actually just go do something else and forget about it. Where I was like, oh yeah, I really would like to be a doula. Thought planted. I'm going to find ease around this. I'm going to go give some sound baths. And then this person showed up and was like, hey, here's your doula training. And that's what I love. And it really, it's also detaching from the outcome and it's letting go. And I think that's where most people have the white knuckle, the force, the no, like you have such a limited perspective. Let the universe show you the way. So that's a whole another idea. Trust. Um, Go ahead. Like more you allow, I think that's the cultivation of trust as well. The Mm. more you try to allow, like not try, the more you allow the universe to show you, the more you will trust. So it's like the letting go. I think that's like the paradox of it. You have to let go to see the trust, and then you will start to see more and more trust as well. Try to trust. Yeah. So even how I talk about building the mindset muscle, this is building the trust muscle, and then all of a sudden, your life is this beautiful dance and kind of arch rather than the the struggle and then you die. Mm-hmm. Something I want to, I'd love for you to share because you shared it with me. And I, I feel like a lot of people are at a crossroads in their life. They're kind of like, what's next? You know, what I'm doing hasn't been working. I had a call with somebody yesterday and what he shared was, you know, like I, I really need a change. And I believe, you know, the saying, when the student is ready, the teacher appears you shared this story with me that I, I'd love for you to open up, but it was you just quote, I, I use these quotes on purpose, but you happened 
to be on YouTube that day when this Alan Watts video, a 10 minute video changed the trajectory of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think I kind of mentioned earlier, I was running bars and it just wasn't, it wasn't healthy. And it also, I told you, and it's like this very cliche, like I meant for more, like there is more, but honestly, it was like this deep knowing that there is more to life than what I was doing at that point. And, uh, so I was actually, it was just scrolling on Facebook and this came up like somebody that I know had shared it. And I actually ended up uh, telling him about this recently. I was like, dude, that, do you remember that video that you posted? He was like, no, I was like, well, it changed my life. <laughs> um, but he, so it's this 10 minute Alan Watts video. You could probably still go look it up on YouTube. And it's just, what if money were no object? If money were no object and the overarching theme of this video was just, if money were no object, what would you be doing? Like, don't think about the how or don't think about what it's going to take to get there just like it's the the vision of your end goal and then you forget all of the logical like physical human steps that we've been conditioned to think need to go into making this happen and it was like if money were no object what would you be doing and i was like well i'd be traveling like okay well how could i travel how could i travel right now and so then I looked into the teaching English as a foreign language program. And I found one of my friends that was doing that. Um, the same company also had a nanny program. And so I ended up looking into the nanny program just because I wasn't sure how long I was going to be on this, like this, uh, self explore, this self exploration and exploration around the world journey. And I was like, well, let's go be a nanny for a year and then I'll see where that takes me. So I ended up uh, it only took, I think I decided that in July and I was gone by November. So I temporarily moved back, uh, home with my parents, which was very interesting and fun. And I love them. And it felt like a little vacation. And then I moved to Amsterdam for a year, but yeah, money were no object. And then life happened and, and kind of took you to where you are today. And kind of my backstory, you know, I did the American dream, what we're conditioned to do, went to college, got a degree, got another one, climbed the corporate ladder, had all the things that were supposed to make me happy and I wasn't. Yeah. So I took a leap of faith and, and that was 2017 and always have been provided for. And, you know, we all have our, our different stories and scenarios, but I've heard countless. So that's just what I want to offer anybody, anybody who's feeling that internal nudge, you've got to listen to it. And I'm all about take the leap of faith. Yeah. Yeah. It's like at some point you realize, you know, we all want the abundance, but we want to do it by doing the things that we love. And at that point I had, you know, I had the abundance. I had all the things that I was supposed to have to make me feel really good about life. And it was just like, this isn't enough. <laughs> yeah. Something you shared with me that I love asking, if you could give humanity a billboard message, what do you want people to know? I think that it would be your beliefs create your reality. Your beliefs are just a thought you keep thinking. If you change your thoughts, you can change your life. So it's think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and something I think of on that, I love Wayne Dyer. I grew up around this stuff. My mom's been into, you know, personal development for decades. So I literally started as a young teen being kind of weird and not fitting in and whatever. But now I'm like, thank God I had that foundation in the background because a lot of people, especially my coaching clients, they don't hit this change in trajectory till they're pushing retirement or I tend to get midlife crisisers like in their fifties and, and not that it's too late. Like you can make a change when you're 85, who cares? But I think the earlier we get this information and understanding you have the power to create 
any life you desire. Um, what do you think is a great first step for somebody maybe newer to this or kind of looking at that next step? Okay, if I can create my reality, Heather and Allison, where do I begin? I think the books for me, like I listened and read a lot of books. Um, Abraham, well, Esther and Jerry Hicks, Abraham Hicks, Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lipton. Uh, Mike Dooley was one of my first ones, like Hay House yeah. authors in general. Yeah. Was great, great place to start. Here's what I love about Mike Dooley. So I've been a member of his daily, well, his five days a week newsletter for years. And he is so quirky and he is so authentic, but his big tagline is thoughts become things. And I think even that is, is to stand back and and just observe and, and just realize, wow, I am focused on that. And I keep getting more of that, which I love, but I'm also focused on that. And, and I don't want that. So shift my focus. And that's why, are you familiar with Pam Grout? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. I love, love, love Pam Grout. So she definitely marries science and spirituality. One of her biggest books is E squared. It just released its 10th anniversary, but she talks about and gives you nine do it yourself experiments. So people can take the woo woo, put the science into play. And literally at the back of each nine do-it-yourself experiment is the hypothesis. You have a 72 hour window. Um, like that book changed my life 10 years ago. What is her name? Pam Grout, G-R-O-U-T in her book. That one is E squared. And I'm currently rereading her next, her book after that, which was E cubed, but it really is. It's just explaining um, and she makes it fun and lighthearted, which I think life is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's what I want to ask you, because we, we touched on many different things. What do you believe is a key takeaway you want listeners to get? I think that the first step in changing your life is turning within, cultivating the awareness, cultivating the witness and getting still. Um, yeah. I love yeah. that the awareness and the witness. I can't say I've heard that before. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to wrap up the interview, I have a couple of rapid fire questions for you. What is a quote or mantra that you live by? Um, my current mantra is I am sure footed. I am open hearted. I am divinely guided. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for me? That. I am grounded and sure about where my direction, my path, I'm trusting the path. I am open-hearted. So I am, uh, the flow of giving and receiving of love is Mm -hmm. flowing. And then I'm divinely guided. I am tuned into the information coming from my higher self from source, uh, to keep me on that path, you know, and I'm creating the path, but wherever it is, it's like, okay, I'm trusting that. So sure-footed, open-hearted, divinely guided. I love that. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? I'm currently reading. Well, I would highly recommend. Highly. Can I do both? I'm currently reading um, the not electric body, electric health, but tuning the human biofield by Eileen McCusick. Either of her books, tuning the human biofield or uh, electric body, electric health are insane with vibration frequency she works with tuning forks mostly but um Mm. it's more than just sound healing it's about frequency energy vibration and then my other becoming supernatural joe dispenza's becoming supernatural is really good that was a highly recommend 
Yeah, that one. And uh, I think before people read that is really I, a foundational one is more the breaking the habit of being yourself. Yeah. 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 Love that. Okay. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? I think that exa- you're exactly where you need to be. Mm. Like you're not doing anything wrong. You're exactly where you need to be to become exactly who you're supposed to be. <laughs> I love that. And such a great note to end on. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave me a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.